0: Hello, Louise. Hi, Meg. We're back again. Week 12? Week 12, yes, of recording The Hysterical Feminist. She continues. <laughs> she says with <we're> such enthusiasm. <sighs> I honestly was thinking before we started, like... I am just so overwhelmed and, like, so, like, over life right now. Oh. I was like, how do I, like, not make today's episode super depressing? But oh. anyway.
1: What's going on? Point. Why are you so overwhelmed with the move?
0: Oh, God. I feel like I think everyone is feeling a little bit, like, down about the current state of the world mm-hmm. and the likingness of... Um, feeling a little bit March 2020-esque yeah Um, and yeah it's just it's fucking frustrating like I want to be so excited about this move to London and I just can't be because it's just so bad news every single day and Like, I've spoken to friends who are over there and they're like, you know, Australian media is really bad. They always scaremonger. That's what they're like. They like to build things up to be as bad as possible because that's how they get people to read the newspaper. And I understand that. Like, I worked in PR. I know that the news isn't totally reflective. But at the same time, like, whether they're embellished or not, like, there's still truth to what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I'm just finding it, like... This is like so full on straight away to start talking, but like I was thinking, like you couldn't even go to a therapist right now and kind of say, like, I'm finding this situation really overwhelming, and for them to be able to fully help you, because every single person on the planet is going through this at the exact same time,
1: they're feeling it as well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So I don't know. I'm just like feeling, yeah, I'm definitely feeling quite overwhelmed and like a little bit like lost because if, for whatever reason, Tom and I can't go, like, I genuinely, I have no job, I have no place to live, like, I don't even know what I'll do. Yeah. Um, and, like, Tom and I made this, like, verbal agreement this morning that, like, no matter what, we're gonna go. Like, even if London's in lockdown, we're just gonna do it, and yeah. we'll, we'll be in lockdown there, and at least it'll still be, like, a new, exciting environment, and hopefully it's not for as long as last time, but, yeah, like... Oh, I'm just I'm honestly, I'm so done. Like I don't even know like how we keep living like this. And I know that's so depressing, and I'm being very dramatic, but I don't know. I'm just feeling this last week.
1: It's just really starting to really get to me, I think because. I think it very recently in the last month or so we've all been very like the light at the end of the tunnel we can see it yeah. we're coming out like people are getting vaccinated like we can go back to our freedoms and then obviously in the last like couple of weeks it's kind of been like the latest wake-up call and i think because everyone genuinely thought we were just going to live with covid and things were kind of returning to normal that's why it's been such a slap in the face and that's what i think frustrates me most is and
0: I'm gonna have an anti-vax rant, so if you're anti-vax, <laughs> don't listen to this you podcast know. anyway, because I don't want your, I don't want you to listen. I don't want to have anything to do with you. But like, so London is now getting to the point where they may have to do a snap lockdown mm-hmm. because they're not necessarily worried about like they're not worried about the vaccinated getting sick because that's the point we're all vaccinated and we're not going to end up in hospital but what's happening is all the unvaccinated people or immunocompromised older people at risk are ending up in hospital which is overwhelming the hospital system Mm -hmm. and hospitals can't handle that amount of people in hospital that's the problem the problem is not we're all going to get COVID because we all knew that was going to happen most likely like we are most likely all going to get COVID and recover that's why we're vaccinated Mm -hmm. so so now we're at a point where unfortunately even if like in australia our vaccinations are very high so we've got like what less than 20 percent unvaccinated mm-hmm. whereas the uk is not nearly at that point and they have a population so much more than us so that's a fucking lot of unvaccinated people that if they get covered and they end up in hospital it's a problem
1: mm-hmm.
0: like i just it's just so selfish like for me i feel like then they and and it won't work because they don't do what they're supposed to do anyway. But like they should just lock down the unvaccinated because that's the issue. Like they're the ones who are getting sick. They're the ones who are ending up in hospital. They're the ones who are dying for the most part. Totally not completely. Mm-hmm. But like it just it really like infuriates me that we're in this position because people can't fucking not be selfish. Like all these people who are conspiracy theorists and don't. Allegedly do their own research, which is bullshit because reading Facebook is not research. It's just like we we're in this position because people haven't gotten vaccinated, and if hundred percent of the population was vaccinated right now, we would not be having this problem Mm -hmm. because the numbers of people getting really really sick would be small enough that we could manage it, and that is the point, you know. And like looking at first of all, I read today like in Queensland we've had like sixty five cases or something, and. Most of the people who are in hospital are only in hospital for isolation reasons. They're not actually that sick. They're yeah. just there because it's a better way from keeping them away from other people. And then in New South Wales, I think like 26 of 33 that are in the ICU or in hospital are unvaccinated. Yeah, I'm like at my end with like, you know, and, and I know people get sick of hearing about it. And I've had a lot of people kind of say to me, like, I don't want to talk about it anymore, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's fine, but that's still selfish because the problem is not about you. It's not about you and it's never been about you. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I still talk about it because I do think that like, like I am glad to say that I know some people in my life who haven't been very excited to get the vaccine or have outright said they won't who now have mm-hmm. and i do genuinely take some credit for that because i feel like i've been quite relentless with my like
1: <laughs> education down
0: yeah like but honestly like i've i've questioned people's choices or countered their rationale in my opinion in a not super confrontational way just in like a discussion and trying to understand where they're coming from
1: mm-hmm.
0: And I think that has worked. And also, like, a lot of people have gotten it because they're literally locked out of being able to go anywhere now. So, you know, also selfish, you can't go to the pub. I was in the lift yesterday with like two young people in my building. And one of the girls said to her mate who she'd just let into the building, like, oh, we all had a big night last night because it was Jimmy's last night of freedom because he's choosing not to get the vaccine. And even just being in a lift with someone who's like talking about that made me want to vomit. And then the guy she was with was like, oh, yeah, me too. Like, blah, blah, blah. I won't be able to. And I was like, fuck, get me out of this lift. Like, I almost said something to them. I can imagine you like boiling, ready to pop. Oh, I was like biting my tongue. I was like, why the fuck are you 19 year old little piss heads like that selfish honestly I can't even believe it oh
1: my gosh I always think it's so ironic that I knew I knew a lot of people too who didn't want to get vaccinated and again you know I'm I'm probably not going to touch on it as much as you are but I thought it was really ironic the moment that they couldn't go to pubs and cafes and stuff like that they were like oh okay I don't I no longer care about what's going into my body sure 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 I'm like oh okay good to know where your values lie Anyway yeah. anyway, I think overall it's just like
0: as you said, I felt like there was a light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. and we were working towards this thing and like we've done everything we can do. I've done everything that I have been told I can do. I'm like booked in my appointment to get my booster shot as soon as I possibly can. And it's just it just sucks that there is so much of the population that just like does not have the same care and regard for other human beings Mm -hmm. and it just pisses me off and so yeah i'm just like i'm so frustrated today like i had a bit of a like not a meltdown but like a moment this morning where i was
1: just like reading the news and i was just like "I fucking i'm so over this i'm so over it doomsday it really feels like doomsday again like every like my whole news feed is flooded once again yeah but well, in- that's the
0: thing. I said to Tom was like, um, just stop reading the news. Like, honestly, he's like, it's the only way to deal is just like, know what you need to know and anything extra. Cause I'm someone that I am very like investigative. I will read a lot of articles. I will do the like research. And I say that in um, air quotes um, for myself. Cause I do like being informed, but I do think I go to the point of, I'm not doing myself any favors. I'm only adding fuel to my anxiety. A- and also, like, the news at the moment is so contradictory. Like, it's like, oh, it's a variant that's more mild. So we actually don't have to be super worried about it. And this is how the Spanish flu ended because this milder variant came around and everyone got it and then it died off. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, it's like, oh, well, no, we're going to be locking down the whole world again. And, like, and it's just, I don't even, you know, like, I don't even
1: know what to
0: believe. You like, get a bit of
1: whiplash, hey? totally so anyway but i feel like i'm getting really frustrated with the misinformation from like governments. so for example i was just um across the border when the border opened i went over to see my family over in just near byron bay And coming back, like the actual Queensland government website told us we had to do, you know, certain steps, like a COVID test within 72 hours of coming back, we'll have to get one within five days of being here back in Queensland. And then when we were crossing the border, we took two different cars and my partner's car was just waved straight through without checking any documentation or anything. And then my car with my mum in it was like pulled over and we had to, you know, show everything and go through it all. But even like the additional steps that they asked us to show, which obviously, you know, we are complicit with everything so we had all the documentation but that also wasn't listed on the on the website so i'm just there's just so much misinformation i feel like the left hand's not talking to the right hand people don't actually know what's going on so i think that just adds to it as well yeah and i think because it keeps changing too right like
0: (sighs) and and i understand again like nobody has been in this situation Mm -hmm. before and like government haven't the government hasn't either so i do think it's a very difficult thing to navigate however like we've been here for two years two now years. like surely we could have figured it out i don't know and, and all the states are playing like such a different game of monopoly
1: like they're all doing their own fucking thing it's mm. like so crazy i'm reading all about the like the calls for new south wales to have a mass mandate and they're really yeah. like pushing back against it whereas queensland obviously just what well, we had 50 cases and it was reintroduced so it's just so i know so weird it's a weird weird world we're living in
0: yeah i know anyway that's my my depresso rant over i just oh i just and also like yeah we're moving this week like and it's uh it's just like and it's christmas and i got a a covid test today because i just want to be safe seeing my grandparents this weekend Mm -hmm. with christmas and i have been in locations that were like like for example, I went to this show the other week, A Very Naughty Christmas at the Powerhouse, oh. and the 7pm one was on the list, but I went to the 9pm one, so it's like, I could have crossed past the people, I don't know, so like, there's some pretty close lines of me being in contact tracing locations, so just to be safe, I wanted to do it, and so that required an hour sitting in my car to get tested this morning. Mm-hmm um and then they said that the results will take 48 to 72 hours because there's so many people getting tested right now so it's just like it's just it's it's, yeah it's it feels very chaotic right now and like everything's just a bit
1: scrambled like everyone just it, it just feels a little chaotic so wild i think it's like this is just me whinging but similar we got the COVID test in byron and it was a two-hour wait and we got there at like quarter to eight and it opened at eight o'clock so people oh had been God. there and i the was like it'll be a four-hour wait everywhere else by the time you travel anywhere <gasps> wow. like like how off-putting is that though for people to be like oh like i feel like maybe i should because i'm seeing someone then they're like it's a four-hour wait like everyone's yeah. just gonna be like "Fuck that well that's the thing
0: like i Went to a drive through one. And when I was driving there, I saw two other places that were like on the way there, and they were standing ones, and the lines were down the end of the street for both of them. And so driving, I was just like, fuck, I bet this one's gonna be just as bad. And then I got there and it was like one on a main road. So there was two cars out the front and I was like, surely not. And then I saw that the line went down the street next to it around the corner. Like literally I would have been like 50 cars back, I think. And I was talking to the like traffic guy who was having to look after it. Poor guy, like standing in 35 degree heat all day with like angry people waiting for a test. And I was like, oh, like, how are you going? Like blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, look, it's been pretty shit. You know, people are really unpolite and like really unpolite. Pleasant, all the homeowners are really angry because all these people are like backing up suburban oh, streets. Of course, yeah. Like, everywhere. And he was, like, this one house, the owners are lawyers, so they've been, like, strictly told that no one's allowed to be across their driveway. And so he was, his job was to stand in front of this one house and make sure no one was in front of their driveway all day. Oh, my like, God. And he was like, yeah, you shouldn't be, have to wait too long today. Like, it shouldn't only be, like, half an hour to now. but, like, yesterday it was three and
1: a half hours, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, It's just it's a circus it really is a circus. but we've just got to ride the wave I guess I know anyway how was Byron did you have a good time it was really really nice yeah we didn't again do much because it's so um you know so many hot spots going on down there and lots lots of COVID traveling around so we really tried to kind of stay in a lot we just went to like the beach a lot and the water was beautiful we went like twice a day both days um It was just really nice. But yeah, just good to see my little niece and my little nephew. My niece actually took her first steps in front of us, which was really exciting oh bless. yeah so there was just like heaps of coloring heaps of playing around heaps of pizza heaps of beers it was great This sounds like your ideal holiday i know <laughs> chili coloring and beer i know yeah i was coloring not the children yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doing like far more sophisticated <laughs> oh i'm so
0: glad you finally got to go i
1: know i was so excited however we're supposed to be going camping over the border for new years and i'm like oh. i just don't know
0: oh we'll see huh we'll yeah. see yeah
1: I don't know if it's going to be worth the, the hassle
0: yeah totally well
1: anyway should we dive into this week's let's episode do it let's jump into um some content we've been consuming i might kick it off this week yes go for it <laughs> wow pushy louise i know She's so rude. <laughs> um i actually watched this movie last night it was recommended by my brother and it was brilliant it's called um Nitrum on Stan have you heard of it before no no it it is so it's kind of a little bit it's not a controversial movie but it's a little bit of a sensitive movie um the title is actually Martin spelled backwards and it is based on um Martin Bryant the uh, mass shooter from Tasmania in 1996. wow yeah so for anyone who doesn't know um he very tragically yeah went into a cafe and a private residence in 1996 and killed 35 people and injured over 20 23 people i think um so the whole movie is based on him and it kind of depicts like the lead up to when he you know that that tragic day in 1996 and um yeah i guess it just looks at how his mental health played a part of it how his upbringing played a part of it um and kind of i guess like the steps that paved the way for him taking taking that course so super interesting i had actually no idea that he i guess suffered from any mental health or any um i guess learning difficulties so it really portrays that and it portrays that from a really young age he like had really psychopathic tendencies so it's really really good it's about a two-hour movie um but i would really recommend it it's got some brilliant actors in it as well and it's just so well done um it's not too i guess like horrific they don't show a lot of the violence but they do I will flag they do do that towards the end but yeah it's super interesting I learned so much about him as a person I didn't actually know he actually fell into quite a bit of money from like Mm. a rich Harris Um, oh wow yeah so it's it's so good it's so brilliant I would 10 out of 10 recommend it my mom is actually downstairs watching it now because i told her she had to go watch it (laughs) i love that yeah so um but again they tried to be obviously super sensitive to the survivors because there's you know so many people still living that were there on that day so um yeah i think the way they they don't actually advertise it really that it's based on him or based around him and his upbringing which i think is really sensitive so um Mm. yeah would definitely recommend it Okay, I'll have to check it out. Absolutely. And then the second is a TV show on Stan as well that I watched a couple of months ago, actually, and it's Hannibal.
0: I feel like, is this the young girl who like lives in a forest and with her dad and then she escapes? Um, No, this one's uh, based on
1: Hannibal Lecter, you know, the guy oh, just, who-
0: <laughs> Just kidding, not the movie I was thinking about.
1: <laughs> Go on. Anyway, this one's, I can't even remember how many TV, like how many seasons there are, sorry. Um, But it's so good. Like both my partner and I got absolutely hooked on it. But yeah, it kind of, Hannibal Lecter was like a therapist. So it sort of like goes into like the psyche and his psyche and how he could like mentally manipulate people. And it's, it's really brilliant. I would definitely recommend that one as well. So that's a TV series? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right but that's me just lots of lots of tv so you can switch off this christmas break
0: <laughs> i love how your recommendations are always so dark like someone commented to me once like they really weren't expecting you to not be into like reality tv and like anything like cheery and i'm like i know it's really funny i think it's because your personality is so like chipper and optimistic that you just need to be like dragged down yeah. anytime you're like
1: escaping from reality i just need an hour of like absolute torment and pain yeah. to really put everything back in perspective for me yeah.
0: i feel like you should talk to a therapist about that
1: yeah <laughs> Is there some underlying issues? I'm not
0: sure. Honestly, um, well, I have a couple of good recommendations this week. The first one's also a film. Um, it's on Netflix. It's called The Unforgivable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a new release starring Sandra Bullock, and I love Sandra Bullock. She's one of my like OG like favorite actresses. And mm-hmm. since Miss Congeniality, I don't think you can you can really beat it. Um, and she plays. Um, a woman who gets out of prison after 20 years for killing a cop. Um, and kind of, it, it's really like it's a drama and it really pulls on the heartstrings and it's quite sad. Um, and there's like obviously quite a big twist at the end. Um, but I would highly recommend it. Sandra's obviously amazing in it. She's such a phenomenal actress and she's so diverse. I feel like she's one of few actresses that I entirely forget that I'm like watching her, if you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you fully. Buy into the character, and you know, in the film, she plays like a, again, like a essentially homeless convict, so she doesn't have like brushed hair or anything, and she really looks the part, even though she's like this you know, famous movie star. So, um, yeah, I thought that was really, really great. Um, it's definitely also a dark, darker story and not a cheery one. So, if you're in a mood like I'm in today, probably don't watch it. but. <laughs> Unless you feel like crying, I don't know, it's up to oh. you. Um, <laughs> so that's um, The Unforgivable on Netflix. Um, but then I also want to give an honourable mention to a Netflix show, or Netflix? Yeah, Netflix, that I've already watched the whole season and I'm watching it again
1: because I'm just so obsessed with it and it's Shits Creek. Um, have you watched Shits Creek? I actually started watching it because you recommended it so highly to me like a year ago. It's so fucking good. For anyone who doesn't know, it's... Um, based on this
0: family who are really, really wealthy and then their business manager basically screws them out of all of their money and the only assets they have remaining are um, is a town that the dad bought the son as a joke when he was a kid that's called Shit's Creek. So they basically get recommended, you know, you own this town so you can go live in this town for free, basically, um, <laughs> until you can work out what to how to get back on your feet. And as you can imagine, this town is kind of in middle America it's it's very um not their style and the type of humor is just like unlike anything I've ever seen it's so it's just brilliantly done it's so well cast. Um, the dad and the son in it are a dad and son in real life, Eugene oh. and Dan Levy, and they wrote the show. They're the writers. Um, and then Twyla, who plays a waitress in the cafe, is the sister of those two as well. That's so, it's a so little, wild. Yeah, it's a little family affair. So it's quite funny. Like, obviously, like I kind of love watching like families in real life portraying characters on screen together. So just knowing that that's actually a father son duo working together is really funny. Um, And Dan Levy is just, he's phenomenal. I have never seen a better portrayal of, I guess, a queer man. Mm -hmm. Um, They just, they write into the story his, I guess, like sexual orientation so fluidly that it's not even, like they're not even making a point of it and it's so organic and that's so rare. Like so much content is you know, making this big, like, coming out story or, you know, overcoming. And and it's just, like, he is who he is and they touch on it a little bit, but, like, he just falls in love and it's, like, it's just... It's like any other love story would be portrayed, you know? It's not this big deal. Yeah. They really normalize it and, and like there's it's such a beautiful meshing of like really funny, really lighthearted, but also really like touching, beautiful moments as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Shits Creek is on Netflix and it's just incredible. I can't recommend it enough. It's probably my favorite TV show of all time, I would say.
1: Ooh, that's a big yeah. call.
0: It is a big call, but it's it's just amazing. I love it. <laughs> um so yeah, so the last one I want to talk about is not a recommendation, and I didn't want to bring it up because I feel <laughs> like it's already getting enough airtime and I don't want to give it more attention, but I just am like still so mind blown that I feel like we need to talk about it, mm-hmm. and that is the Sex and the City reboot and Just Like That. Have you watched any of it yet, Lou? Uh, I watched the first two. I haven't watched the most recent app okay well i have only watched the first one and i'm refusing to continue watching it because i don't want to support um which is like that takes a lot like Mm -hmm. for me to like genuinely make a decision to not watch the rest of it but um yeah so i watched the first episode and i'm intrigued to hear your thoughts but i just thought it was the most catastrophic (laughs) piece of shit i've ever seen in my entire life (gasps) The one thing that I cannot get over is how every single scene just felt like it was half a beat off. Yeah. Like the exchanges between characters felt like there was like a lag between them hearing the person what saying they what they were saying to them and them replying. Like they were reading off a teleprompter, or they were (laughs) on a phone call, or they were like remotely talking to each other. Like it was just weird. And like every exchange was just bizarre and just slightly weird and that just like set it up to be terrible but that's my like one main complaint Mm -hmm. i have a million others but i would be intrigued to hear what you think
1: um similar i just feel like the whole thing was off i feel like so much of it was forced every time miranda spoke i wanted to just go and like pass away because it was (laughs) just so painful like I was actually cringing a friend a girlfriend of mine texted me saying like have you watched it and I hadn't at this point and she was like it's so cringeworthy I feel so awkward watching it and that is the best description I just felt uncomfortable yeah. however I will I feel like I'll continue to watch it because I'm so intrigued just yeah. to see how it plans out like plays out but just just shit. Like it's just like why take like a good thing and just like ruin it with this sequel? Like the movies were fine. I feel like they yeah. should have just called it quits at the movies.
0: Well, yeah, look, I enjoy the movies too. I think there's a lot of like problems with the movies. They were like severely um racist and like, you know, pretty much. But that's a whole T the... V show. That's the whole
1: theme. I know, exactly. Yeah, City. yeah.
0: Um, but no, one of my friends sent me this like kind of like thought on how she perceived it, and I just want to um, mention it because I thought it was like so spot on. Um, She basically just said that she felt like it was... Like watching a TV show created by boomers making fun of woke millennials, mm-hmm. and that is so accurate. Like that podcast,
1: the podcast
0: like, is the worst. and then like that disgusting like masturbation scene with Big and Carrie, like was the most assaulting to my eyes I've ever had to witness. Like I genuinely almost skipped forward because I was so disturbed. Um and I just think that's so spot on. Like it's totally like they're trying it honestly made felt like they were making fun of people who were being woke by mm-hmm. like
1: it was comical. It was a piss take. Um, Well, the scene i can't remember if it was in episode one or two so you might not have seen it but when miranda goes into like her class and then she refers to um like another character yeah no not even the braids one how how miranda then says oh like she showed me and then the character turns around and was like oh you know you're quick to assume pronouns and it was just like such an awkward exchange And then it was like glazed over and i'm like well were you gonna make a point of that or were you not like what, what and it? I've seen on I've seen on
0: sorry to cut you off I've seen on TikTok like that what, that Lily Charlotte's daughter at some point says that she's doesn't identify as a girl that's a storyline that's in there oh. as well for the season so they they're just trying to mash every mm-hmm. fucking possible
1: you know. Scenario, new age scenario,
0: and it's just like it's not organic. It's stupid. I'm so upset that they made Miranda this like babbling idiot because she was the only intelligent human in the original series, and everything that they've written for her character is not something I would believe that she would do. Like I just don't. Like I can see Charlotte doing a lot of the stuff that they're writing for her, but I just, yeah. I like honestly, it's so shit, and all I can think is why the fuck did Carrie not call 911? I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I saw a TikTok where they were like, um, this woman showed her husband the scene, who's a paramedic, to see, like, as a professional, do you think she had time to call 911? And he watches it and he's like yeah definitely she was still fucking alive when she got home
1: what the fuck also spoiler alert but i don't give a shit because it's shit so sorry (laughs) my biggest problem with that scene was she like runs around him to be like holding him in the shower i'm like come on get out of the water like that was just so annoying so stupid and then like her i just i don't get so much of it like when
0: lily's playing the piano is it lily or the other one can't remember
1: Lily, yeah. Lily, yeah.
0: so no, sorry. the other one, the other daughter's the one who ends up saying she doesn't identify as female. Mm-hmm. Um, Lily's playing the piano and they're switching between big on the Peloton and Carrie watching the performance. Mm-hmm. And she's like twisting her ring and it's just like they're trying to have all these like symbolic little like things, and it's like that I don't I don't get it. Like are you just trying to make a point that she's thinking about him and he's dying, like I just don't yeah. And then, like, people were like, oh, the symbolicness of her shoes getting wet in the shower. I was like, what the fuck? She could have... No. No. Anyone who's cried over this, I'm genuinely worried about you and your (laughs) mental health. I'm really worried about you. I really think you need to go speak to someone because this is fucking ridiculous. I was honestly not even laughing, just, like, disappointed in the world. And embarrassed and ashamed to be a
1: part of <laughs> this community and this era. This is the most savage review Meg has ever left. Can I quickly that- point out I've seen going viral the meme saying, um, Lily's now ruined Carrie's life twice and it's her putting the phone in her handbag in oh, the yeah. movie and then it's her <laughs>
0: Poor Lily. Honestly. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Oh, I hated it. Anyway, so yeah, I will not be continuing, so you won't hear any more from me, but maybe you can keep us up to date on what's going on. I will. I can't
1: say it'll be any... I can't see it getting better, let's put it that way, So, no. but I'll definitely keep you updated on the shitty scenes and the awkwardness, for sure.
0: Alright, well with that, let's uh, move on. Excellent. Well, now it's time for the good news, bad news, Um, and my good news story... Oh, good news story, sorry, bad news story, um, very much ties into what we were talking about. And I think a lot of people would have already heard, heard about this. Um, but there's a particular reason that I actually wanted to bring it up, and that is the sexual assault allegations I guess, against Chris Knoth, who plays Mr. Big in Sex in the City. Um, so yeah, it came out a couple of days ago that two women have accused Chris of sexual assault um, many years ago, and he's denying any of the allegations but um, Peloton who released that follow-up ad. um, I'm sure most people have seen this, but if you haven't, as we were just touching on, um, Mr. Big dies in the first episode of And Just Like That whilst riding a peloton bike and pelotons um i guess come back to that whole situation because obviously that's not an ideal scenario for a brand is to have someone die on your product um was to make a kind of tongue-in-cheek ad with chris kind of saying that he's alive he's all good blah, blah blah um so in light of these allegations he has now um that ad has already been dropped which i'm sure peloton's just like Getting slapped in the face side to side, Um, but also at the same time, I was thinking about like, is all PR good PR? I don't know. Like, they've gotten more coverage than they would have had in the last since their existence. So I've never heard of them before this. So let's go. No, yeah, like I'm not saying obviously you want to partner with anyone who gets accused of sexual assault, but I'm just saying if we were to look at the bright side, they're definitely getting their money's worth as far as PR coverage is concerned. But Anyway, the the main reason I wanted to bring it up is because um, Diet Prada, which is an Instagram account who um, kind of does a lot of like fashion celebrity stories on Instagram, um, they um, have published a image of an old article from the nineties. It's a black and white newspaper article that's titled "Top Model Battered by Law and Order Star," and it details the. Um, allegations of assault against Chris Noth back in the 90s, so that's 30 years ago. Um, And kind of the caption to the page is, believe women the first time. And this article, um, we will um, put a link in uh, the show notes and also on our Instagram to this. Um, And I would encourage you to try and have a read. You obviously have to like kind of zoom in on this old school clipping of a, a print newspaper but um it details these like horrific accounts of violence um against this model and how horrible and scared and terrified she was of him um one of the captions one of the um passages is terrified beauty says expo threatened to disfigure her and kill her and even slaughter her dog um now this yeah, so this article talks about a top model called Beverly Johnson um, and that she's living in terror that she'll become the next Nicole Simpson. Now, Nicole Simpson was the wife of O.J. Simpson, who was very tragically murdered. Um, and it is, I guess, assumed or conspiracy that it was O.J. Simpson. I believe he was like, he didn't get convicted of that charge from memory. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, I guess you can kind of see where they're going with that. But yeah, basically just details um, that she, they, this did go to court. There were court papers in which she detailed um, that her Alex jealous ex-boyfriend, former Law & Order star Christopher Knoth had beaten her, threatened to disfigure her and made death threats against her in up to 25 phone calls a day. The actor had been um, threatened to kill her dog. And yeah, basically, it's just horrific. And and it's just mind blowing that something like this could come up 30 years ago Mm. and get, you know, kind of like, I guess, dismissed or nothing came from it. He still became this huge celebrity. I had never even heard about this until these newer allegations came to light. The the worst part of all of it, to be completely honest, is that under one of the photos in the article of Chris Noth with a co-star, he is described as hunky in an article about sexual assault. Do with that what you will, but it just is mind-blowing that, you know, 30 years ago, journalists would genuinely describe a male convicted of sexual assault as hunky uh welcome to (laughs) the 90s hey oh my god anyway so yeah i just um I think it's just really interesting that these allegations have come to light and people have some pretty, um, I guess, specific, detailed recounts of experiences with him. And as much as he's denying it and, you know, he hasn't been convicted yet, mm. to see that there are allegations from 30 years ago that detail some pretty hor- horrible things um, is very interesting and it's mm. sad and um, it's another grey shadow over and just like that that's for sure um
1: i think it was um really interesting in his because he released a statement after these accusations came out you know obviously denying it all and he said oh he questioned the timing of the allegations coming out obviously with everything being heightened and his name being brought back up but isn't it funny that the timing actually had nothing to do with it because this was out 30 years ago and like you said like people just had no idea that it was even a thing
0: yeah i mean i do understand that it is very coincidental that this comes to light the weekend of the tv show coming out but like honestly could that have even been a legal recommendation because that's going to help them get more attention to the story i don't know like that that may very well have been not strategic but like Uh, you know he was he was back in the media they were seeing that he was getting more jobs again and they felt like okay well now's the time to do something about this because he's still out there he's still Mm -hmm. getting you know he's still getting jobs he's still working and people are you know glorifying him again making him Mm the mr big character who by the way is fucking toxic and a piece of shit so i'm not sure why anyone thinks he's a good human um so, like, I don't know, like, I think of course he's going to look for any excuse. And, and the yeah. fact that he pointed out the timing honestly just shows that, like, he doesn't actually care because wouldn't you be, if he had genuinely not done it, I think you'd be more concerned with other things than trying to pick a, pick out the timing
1: that they've chosen and be defensive, you know? Absolutely. My, sister, uh, my sister-in-law and I had the same discussion and I was kind of like, I do, like you said, I was like, I do you know a part of me does question the timing and she gave me a good perspective and she said but how would you feel if you were sexually assaulted and then all of a sudden you're seeing him absolutely everywhere yeah like this definitely. has been advertised like it doesn't matter if you've ever never watched sex in the city before in your life you have been hammered with content regarding this and him so that would be so traumatic for anyone who has experienced sexual and the statistics show that you know most people who are sexually assaulted one don't report it or two do report it quite some time in the future so yeah. and it, like, like we said like the era in the 90s like Mm. clearly it was kind of disregarded if you did come forth like well there was like, a whole newspaper article about it and they still called him hunky, hunky yeah and exactly nothing came from it yeah very interesting and again another like i guess like a grade celebrity that that passed is kind of coming back out to you know oh, oh, like haunt them i guess and and thank god yeah Totally. Anyway, that's my
0: story. Do you have a good one or a bad one to end us on?
1: Um, more an unusual one. I'm not sure how okay. I feel about this. This is kind of a tie-on to um, what I discussed last week about the Chinese tennis player Peng Shui yeah. and her disappearance and then um, her allegations of sexual assault against the Chinese um, political leader. So she's actually come out in the media again this week. Um, she was at some sporting event and was filmed on camera Absolutely denying that she ever wrote an article or wrote a social media post saying she was sexually assaulted. Wow. As she was saying this, she was in a Chinese um, shirt and I believe a jacket that had like Chinese symbols and Chinese writing on it. So a lot of people are saying, well, it was obviously her in the flesh. Like it wasn't, you know, a questionable email. Um, it was definitely her saying it and admitting it to camera. It, it there's a kind of there's a gray area around you know how sensitive is she being why is she decked out in in Chinese um mm. I guess promotion very patriotic yeah, yeah it just seems very very convenient yeah. um and she kind of said it was misunderstood she doesn't want to look to it any further like everyone who read the article just completely misinterpreted what she was trying to say which is super super odd super spooky if you know the chinese government has some sort of control over her and is dictating her recanting this it's very wow. it's a very unusual case and um as i touched on last week um the head of the wta who his name is simon he's been really rallying to you know hear from her and see what's going on and make sure she's okay he's still saying like i just don't believe this It's she can't just come out of the blue and completely repent what she said. He just doesn't trust it. And I think he's still um, sticking to his guns in terms of the the ban of, te- of tennis tournaments in China. That's crazy. So odd.
0: Bizarre. It just gets more and more bizarre, huh? It does.
1: I feel like I just, I don't even know how to feel about it. I'm so yeah. confused. I, I I personally find it very convenient that she's, yeah. she's wearing all of this stuff and is, we know, we know. Um, How sensitive China is, so I I do think it's super, super suspicious.
0: And I also think like when there's smoke, there's fire. You know, like things just don't come out of nowhere for no reason. Like Mm -hmm. I I can so see this end up being in a few years or whatever, like some kind of expose, documentary or something. Once we really know
1: what's going on or whether we don't, Um, very fascinating story. I think there will be eyes on her for a very long time i think a lot of people are so invested now and i don't think this is going to be something that just sort of slips through the radar yeah absolutely crazy wild again a weird weird world we live in feels like it's like out of a movie i feel like that's like a storyline or something
0: yeah yeah definitely i know i well yeah i'm sure there'll be content generated out of that Mm mm-hmm all right well i think that's actually everything we've got for today um obviously i guess we would want to wish everyone a very merry christmas it's christmas this weekend Mm -hmm. um we hope hope you're all keeping safe and um looking after yourselves and looking after everyone around you as well because that's what's most important (laughs) um
1: and yeah we'll try to remain positive and optimistic (laughs) it's not all bad exactly hopefully by the time we record next week we'll have a better idea of what's going on around us and i think you'll be in a more positive mindset you have to manifest the the good that's going to come your way totally <laughs> oh god um <laughs> all right we'll talk to you guys next week bye guys thanks for tuning in bye